0: Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Black Diamond Call for Monday, February 5th, 2018. John Lavinia Conan live from Phoenix, Arizona. Nice and warm. Yeah. For those of you who have been following my uh, latest saga, I just moved my family down here from Salt Lake City. And uh, wow, palm trees and cactus. Nice stuff. Anyway, uh, wherever you are in the world tonight, welcome to you. We're glad you're here. We're going to have fun on our black diamond call as we always do a couple quick announcements one is that this week we are having a special broadcast with Michael force our CEO and founder it's gonna be Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern US time so that's exactly 48 hours from now right now it's Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern so two days from now uh, be on not here don't be here cuz it's gonna be on a separate channel okay so you do need to register for that check your email inbox for an invitation from Michael himself. So that is Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern U.S. time. Special broadcast. Also, we are having our Marketing Mastery event in March, uh, third or fourth weekend of March. For some reason, I haven't paid attention to the dates yet because I'm I'm still focused on on Apex. We got Apex coming up in just two weeks, right? So I'm heading up to Whistler, British Columbia. Mm-hmm. We're going to be having fun, doing a winter wonderland thing, which I have no problem with, especially now that I live in Phoenix. <laughs> But anyway, um, we're gonna. I'm gonna try dog sledding. I've never done that before. I want to just say mush and like have these dogs pull me around with no particular destination. But the um, the apex event is about two weeks out. That's of course sold out, and we are having our marketing mastery event in uh, in March. So if you do not yet know about that because you're brand new or something, go ahead and enlighten yourself by going to digitalaltitude.co forward slash m m e as in marketing mastery events. DigitalAltitude.co forward slash MME. Get yourself early bird tickets. And I did get a a question today from a member who is looking to go, but uh, hey, can I bring my spouse? Yes, you can bring your spouse. There is couples discounts. So if you've got uh, two or more tickets that you want, then you actually get a discount off the discounted early bird price. So this is like almost free at this point. I feel like I'm in an open air bazaar almost free come right here bring your money almost free right so no, this is a gift that Michael gives every uh, couple times a year to everybody and uh, please accept that gift be there there's no better way to launch your business especially if you're a brand new member so I'll be there I'm at every event Um, now what are we doing tonight oh yes Black Diamond that's right so we are here as we are each week to talk about how we got to the top and you're going to be hearing from myself and my guest speaker tonight who I've never heard from so I'm very excited and so uh, here are the rules for this call If you're new here we uh, we just say it the way it is We don't sugarcoat we don't polish anything it's rather street it's sometimes in your face take what you like and leave the rest please see how we, how these ideas actually apply into your business we're not just here to entertain you as entertaining as I like to believe I am uh, we are here to help you get to the top and and uh, and make haste in doing so right it's a lot more fun to make money fast than it is to make it slow so take what you like and leave the rest and if I say anything that offends you you'll get over it that's how we roll on the black diamond so I am excited tonight because we're going to be talking about a topic which is near and dear to to my heart because of the reality of it because of the not only the the gravitas but the reality of it and that is the fact the fact, as I've observed empirically in my own life, the fact that I must, I must induce some urgency for myself if I'm planning on getting anything done. Like, for example, this move that just happened. Okay, so we found the perfect house. Here's the deadline. Let's do it. Do you want the house? Get it. Okay, great. So we got it. So now for the past week, I've been taking care of business while coaching students and hosting these calls and everything else. For those of you who've been with us for longer than a week or two, you know how insane my life has been for the past week or so. And, um, and yet it all got done. You know, there's a saying. The saying is, uh, I work well under pressure. Anybody ever heard that? If you have, you can type in the chat roll. I work well under pressure. Well, that might be true. But actually, I think for us entrepreneurs, the, the greater truth might be, I work when under pressure. Because if there's no pressure, I'm probably just not going to work. There's lots of other, you know, things I could do, right? As easy as it is to do the right thing, it's even easier to not do it, right? (laughs) So I work when under pressure, right? I'm thinking about, I guess, a little story I could offer as a preamble to this whole topic and to our guest speaker who's about to come out and share her experience with this whole do or die situation kind of stuff. And that's this guy who we've mentioned before on this call, this guy named Hernando Cortez, no, he's not in digital altitude. He was in a different opportunity. He was a conquistador. He, he would go and conquer uh, foreign lands. That was, I suppose, considered ethical at the time. And, and so anyway, he was out there doing his thing, and he decided that we should go get some gold, and we hear that the Aztecs have some, uh, some really good reserves of gold. So let's go over to the Americas, and let's go, like, pillage their gold. And so he got to, I guess this was somewhere in the South American coast of Central America. I, I, you know what? I should know where this was. I, I think maybe what is now Colombia or Venezuela or something. I don't know. But anyway, so he lands with his armada, right? And he scuttled his own ships, which means he, he sank and burned them. He said, burn the boats. That's it. <laughs> We're here to take the gold. And, you know, if we're gonna go home, we're gonna go home in their boats. Burn our boats. See that? So there's nothing, there's nothing milk toast about that, right? That's not like, well, hey, you know what? I know we're here to take the gold. It might be a problem. You know, if we start to have a little resistance, maybe meet up over here, you know, by the uh, mm-hmm. by the beach, and we'll just like make our way out quietly. And he didn't say that. He didn't say that. He said destroy our fleet we are here to get the gold or die they got the gold by the way <laughs> so there's that reminds me of another guy who wasn't so nice which was uh, this guy named Napoleon Bonaparte he's not in digital attitude either but he said i um, he said I see only my objective the obstacle must give way right so these are guys that that kinda did things of note right ethical or not still they got they had resolved <laughs> can can we have that same sort of resolve in our business i hope so i hope so without you know pillaging people's gold or you know killing whatever but um but yeah for for a bit more resourceful you know ends which i think is good right certainly something as significant as you know making money and and supporting your family and providing a lifestyle sounds like a worthy reason to me for you to put yourself in a no escape hatch sort of situation that's what I did and that's what our guest speaker did tonight so I'm excited to hear about this because I've never heard you know the details around it but I can tell you this is a very real topic for me okay cuz there is no turning back like when I got started in this industry my job was killing me I was actually I ended up in the hospital right so like do or die yeah Mm -hmm. yeah do (laughs) or die Mm -hmm. so so there's that and who are we got have uh, oh, my goodness. I'm tripping on my own tongue here. Who do we have that's <laughs> going to help us talk about this topic tonight? It is none other than the great Amanda Custer. Amanda, how are you?
1: Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Hello. <laughs>
0: I'm so glad that you're here with us. We've never had you on a Black Diamond call before. and so <laughs> I on.
1: know.
2: I'm yeah. so excited.
0: I'm all ears. So uh, so where are we going with this topic today? Are going to tell us uh, some yeah. of the, the juicy details about your do-or-die uh, approach to business? I am. Yeah. Yes,
1: I am. And my story actually starts a few years ago prior to Digital Altitude, but sort of lit that sort of, um, I'm-going-to-do-it-myself fire under my husband and myself's rear end, mm. Um When some people may know this story, um, but a few let's see. When my husband and I got married um, years ago, we had a special needs daughter. She was our first daughter, um, and she was severely um, medically disabled um, and physically, mentally, everything. And over the course of her her young life, she spent a lot. Of time in the hospital. Um, Many doctor's appointments. um, We had to be, you know, around our hospital, our local hospital. We couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't do anything. My husband, um, you know, he worked really, really, really hard to support us, but I couldn't work because she couldn't be under the care of anyone other than myself. Um, She couldn't leave our house. There was a lot of things going on with her that required our attention and um, and our time. And one year when she was around five years old, this was not the first of her hospital stays, but definitely one of the most severe and the longest um, hospital stay, um, she... Um, ended up in the hospital about two hours away from us in a children's hospital. This was when we were living in Nebraska. And my husband was working for somebody who said to him, he gave him an ultimatum, and he said, you either come back and you know, quit going to see your daughter in the hospital, or we're going to have to fire you. And my husband and I were not the kind of person, we could never just leave our daughter in the hospital, there was many days and moments, you know, every minute by minute was a, you know, is she going to make it? We're not sure, especially during that hospital stay. She ended up very sick and, and she was, you know, really close to, we were close to losing her and he, and and he didn't want to spend any time away from her. And so we would sort of take turns back and forth and I would go stay a night and then he would come back and go to work. And it was kind of this like touch and go thing for about, you know, about a month or so. and um you know, about when when his boss said, you know, you have, you have a choice. You can either come back to work, you know, I can't afford to have you gone, which rightfully so. He has a business to run, and, and you know, we can't blame him. You know, he needs people there to, to run his business. Um, and it was at that moment that my husband said, I'm not going to let somebody else dictate whether I get to see my daughter take her last breath or not. And um, so I quit. And he quit his job, and my husband has a motorcycle mechanic down, and he um, and at that moment, within twenty four hours, we decided, you know what? we're just going to start our own business, and we have to. We have no choice because our da- our daughter needs us. We can't afford to be away from her. We can't afford to not make an income, so we have to figure it out. That was our very first sort of do or die situation that you know, although we were thrust into it and we truly didn't have a choice, we ended up having a very thriving, successful motorcycle mechanic shop because we didn't have a choice. We had to make it work. We had at the time three other children at home, along with our special needs daughter. Um, and we there's this this feeling I feel when you think about, a do or die situation where you can't can't just say, oh well maybe next month or oh I'll try again next time. You know, you're very it's very much a um you have to do it or you won't survive. You have to do it or you won't get paid. <laughs> you have to do it or you can't you can't take care of your family just like you were talking about, John. You know, obviously your family can be a really big reason why you do something. But when you put yourself in a situation, and I'm not saying like go out and quit your job or anything like that, but I am saying that you have to give yourself, um, you have to give yourself almost like an ultimatum. If I don't do this, then I can't have this. Um, and it has to be a big enough reason to to force you to go beyond your limits and force you to make huge changes and Um, and do big things otherwise you kind of just let yourself skate by if it's not a situation where it has to happen or if it doesn't there's bad things (laughs) that that could happen and and so that kind of like set the tone in our in our um, entrepreneurship journey we both owned multiple businesses after that and and um ultimately led to us going, okay, well, we're going to travel, you know, we're just going to travel full time. We're going to, um, so my, we actually ended up losing my daughter two years ago, unfortunately. And after we lost her, we decided that we were just going to go travel. That was another moment where we were like, let's do something big. Let's thrust ourselves into a situation where, you know, we have to like sink or swim, you know, and we didn't know what we were going to do remotely. We owned sticks and bricks businesses, but we hadn't owned any businesses that could run remotely. Um, but we had this goal and we had this um, drive to just live out a legacy for our daughter and for me you know knowing that my daughter didn't get to have these moments that that i envisioned for her i almost had this like do or die we have to live out her legacy we have to do this for her and i don't care how we're going to do it i don't care if we don't have any way to make a remote income we're going to figure it out and I feel like when you open yourself up to you know, the universe and you open yourself up to um, receiving um, just information, things come to you. And that's how I ended up coming across Digital Altitude. I swear, Sarah Gallo just like popped up in my news feed because I was Googling affiliate marketing. <laughs> and I was like, his Facebook knows everything. So it was like the Facebook gods just like channeled Sarah Gallo and up she pops in my newsfeed. And, um, but for us, you know, once we started traveling and trying to figure out how we were going to earn this remote income, um, you know, we sold everything. We sold our home and our belongings and everything and moved into this little camper and people thought we were freaking crazy. And, and I was like, yeah, maybe, but this is lighting a fire under me, and and I think it's amazing, and we're going to make it happen, and and we didn't have a choice; we had to make it happen. We had to support ourselves remotely, and um and so when Digital Altitude came along, that was my, you know, our other moment of, okay, we're going to make this investment, and I'm going to make this investment, and I'm going to make it happen because I like traveling, and I want to stay keep this lifestyle that we are, you know, able to have, and I want to keep you know, seeing new places, and I want my kids to experience this. And and those moments of um, things that I wanted for my family became things that I had to have. It was a um, – it wasn't a question. It was not a negotiation. It was like, okay, this is what I want for my family, so this is what I'm going to do to get there. And I feel like with digital altitude um, – if you just don't let yourself, don't let don't let your success be a negotiation. You know, your success should always be a a have to, not just a want. It should be something that you um, that you don't have a choice. You just make it happen. Does that make sense?
0: <laughs> uh, absolutely. You know the uh, the thing is the, what I have found, having coached thousands of people over the years, is that it's not so much about the, uh, the resources that they have or don't have when they get started, mm-hmm. just like it wasn't That's for right. you and it wasn't for me, but the, mm-hmm. but the drive, the desire, the purpose. You know, In yeah. fact, I can, um, I can, I can cite a uh, guy named Albert Ian e. Gray. He was a big shot in the Prudential uh, Corporation back in the 1950s, and he said to his uh, sales managers, he said, if, if you're in a slump, you don't need to force uh, production, just get refocused on purpose and the production will take care of itself.
2: Right.
0: You know, so mm-hmm. when we're talking about getting more done in less time, which I think everybody, any sane person would like to do. Uh, if we can create some urgency for ourselves and remove the, the possibility of excuses, right? Because now you're entrepreneurs, right? It's not like, mm-hmm. you know, you could do a crappy job just enough to not get fired and still collect a paycheck. No, that's, you get paid for results. Not for, you know, just showing up and punching a clock. So so now you've got to come up with solutions, right? So you got problems, okay? Now can you come up with solutions? Well, you better, right? And I think that mm-hmm. sort of uh, self-reliance and self-determinism right, right. I think is, well, it's lacking for most people, but most people aren't here, right? I mean, that's the whole idea. Most people are watching uh Jerry Springer reruns or whatever's on TV right now. I, I don't know what most people do. I really I don't know what most people do. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know what we do. You <laughs> know, mm-hmm. and and uh, and so it's, there's no no mystery nor nor any apology regarding why we make exponentially more more money than most people. Um, we're not here to be you know most people. So do you have do you have like some some tips or maybe you want to share some results with us. Like, uh, you know, what, what happened since these transitional, you know, uh, occurrences in your life, you know, with the the daughter and now, you know, now she's gone and and now you're traveling, you're entrepreneurs. Is it motorcycle repair? Is it, uh, you know, online business? Like what, what choices did you make? What worked out? What didn't?
1: Yeah. So we, we, um, 100%, um, our affiliates for da now that is our main income and um you know i actually ended up in order for us to have this remote lifestyle i i I am a photographer and i owned a photo editing business and what i found was sitting behind my computer eight hours a day editing wasn't living (laughs) even though i was able to do that work anywhere else, wherever I wanted to, Um, you know, for me, I wanted to be outside hiking and biking and being, you know, out with my children. And each time we got to a new new location, I wanted to explore it. I didn't want to have to sit behind my computer and figure out how to pay for it. And so, you know, with my editing business, I could only make as much income as time I spent behind my computer. And so when I started researching, affiliate marketing, I knew that that was going to be a way for me to make an income that was automated, an income that didn't have a, um, a cap of how much money I could make. You know, I didn't, I wasn't bound by the, you know, eight hours a day of, of daylight that I could work. Um, and so I, you know, when I found digital altitude, I just ran with it. You know, we put everything into it. I dove in head first. I didn't look back. I told my husband this is what we're doing and I'm excited. And he was like, okay, let's do it. And, um, and, it's been amazing. We started Digital Altitude in August, and um, so it, well we didn't. We started in like June, uh, July, and we officially launched our business in August. And since then, we've had um, around seventy thousand dollars of income, which ha- my husband and I have never made that much money just hanging out together. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm so it's it's been an absolute dream come true for us and um yeah i mean it i've i've, I've enjoyed every minute of it and helping other people do the same thing which is you know, I always thought, you know, I want to I wanna be a coach, not a DA coach, but a coach. I want to coach people on how to live the lifestyle they always, you know, that they always wanted. I want to show people that you can, you can have whatever you want in life. You just have to be brave enough and bold enough to go for it. And the only missing puzzle piece throughout, you know, me wanting to show other families they could do this too, was showing them how to earn an income while they were living the life of their dreams. And now I have that. Now I have that platform that I could say, look, you can do this too. You can travel, you can do these things. And, um, and so getting the opportunity to tell other people that they have a choice, that they don't have to work for somebody else, that they don't have to miss out on, you know, their, their children's lives, that they don't have to, you know, if same, you know, right now too, my husband and I, um, we actually just recently moved to Panama City Beach, Florida. We, we were actually traveling um, through Panama city beach about a week ago for my daughter's birthday, just, just driving through it. And we're like, well, let's stay here and celebrate her birthday on the beach. And we fell in love. So we rented an apartment and decided to stay. So, (laughs) so um, (laughs) when you know, you know, Um, but what's wonderful about it is we can pick up and be anywhere that any of our family members need us. You know, when, when my brother needs me, I can be in San Diego. When my mother-in-law needs me, we can be in Nebraska, no matter what. And we can still make an income doing it. And, um, and I think that's been the, the biggest blessing for us is, you know, we have family all over the country. And, and getting to, you know, be able to drop everything and be there for them, that's
0: been a huge blessing for us, absolutely. Well, that's great. So, so you're decision makers, and I think that is the – that's a significant thing right there. A lot of times mm-hmm. people have uh, indecision that holds them back. That's the main enemy right. of success. It's also a, an amazing consumer of time. Uh, but if you can just make a decision, like you said, all right, so here it is, Panama Beach. Let's do that. And then you did that. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So, so now we're here. And, uh, and so you just did it. So stuff like that, you know, right, and right. and here's the thing: a lot of times people think, well, if I only had the money, then I could do the thing, right? So my decisions are based on what I have or don't have. Right. Um, okay, well, that's an interesting way to live, and again, that's how most people live. But if we look at it, it's actually easier to make way more money if you if you have a reason for the money, and in other words, if you have it already spent mentally. Um, I, I remember when we uh, we built uh, a house. We uh my wife and I we had this uh this house that we wanted to get. And uh the house was just in, in a framing stage, right? There was a foundation, there were some, you know, boards and stuff. And so we went up, we lo- saw the location, all oh, looks great, and uh we're thinking, man, this could be a great house. And so uh we called the construction company that was building this this custom home and they were like, uh yeah, you know, we're about to pick out the uh you know, the tile and the cabinetry and the doors. And like, if you want to pick all that stuff out, just let's go into contract, uh, this month, right? So we'll take 50,000 in earnest money this month. If you want to pick out everything yourself, which of course we did. So, uh, so now we got a reason to make 50 grand this month. All right.
2: Mm-hmm. And so,
0: uh, and we wound up making 80, but the, the, the point is without a reason for the money, yeah, we're just moseying along, whatever. Right. You know, so people, people
1: get really, yeah. I mean, I think just people get comfortable in their mediocrity. They, and, and for me, my mom has called me, she thinks I'm crazy half the time because I feel like I've lived so many different lifestyles, you know, but I feel like I'm not done yet. I have so many things that I want to try that I want to do and businesses that I, that I, you know, want to take a look at and, um, no matter that I didn't have a you know a college degree or anything, I don't care. I can do it. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think just like you said, being able to make a decision and just say, "Hey, let's try
0: it. Let's see what that's like." Right, right, good stuff. So, so um, tips? Anything? We're, uh, we're only twenty six past the hour, right? We have an hour session here tonight. We can open it up for Q and like A, or if you talker. want to, <laughs> yeah, you can keep on talking.
1: Well, I think I, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes when I get going, I just kind of talk too quickly and then, um, you know, not much left to say, but. um, Well, what about the new person?
0: Here's the thing, Amanda. So let's say I'm I'm like one hour in the business. This is my first ever, you know, live broadcast or podcast episode that I'm listening to. And I just want to know, you know, how to get from A to B, you know, like how do I, and, and uh, we hear about this all the time from people who know. They say, well, talk with your coaches, right? You've got to get through 18 mm-hmm. steps. You've got to do a business plan.
2: You've
0: got to have a strategy. You don't want to just go willy-nilly into the marketplace because it will eat you alive, okay? But, but let's say, you know, any, uh, besides get with your coach, which is the most common advice that we get, anything else you want to say to, like, the brand-new person?
1: Um, I think just trust the process. You know, when I started, I was so eager. Like, well, give me to the end so I can know it all. You know, and I'm still that way. I'm very much like I need to hurry up and get out, get all the information, and and I want to know it all. And I need to, and you know, help help me, you know, figure out all the answers to all these questions that I have. And and um, trusting the process, I think, is one of the biggest thing of so you don't um, overwhelm yourself. With everything that you feel like you need to know right now, because it's gonna come. Um, there's so much of, you know, entrepreneurship in general that people just none of us know. We don't know everything when we start something, but you'll learn it, and you'll, and you'll, um, the answers will come, um, and so will there's so will the success. Um, but you just have to trust that it's going to come when you're ready to receive it. Um, and just try not to rush the process too much. Um, I know when I started, I was like, I was calling my coach, like, please, just, you know, open up more more steps for me, or do this, or, you know, do that. or. And I was, you know, asking Sarah all these questions, and she kept saying, you're going, you're jumping way ahead of yourself. And and I think that was definitely one of my <clears throat> biggest lessons was just to be patient, trust the process. This isn't going to be an overnight Success. If you're somebody who's sitting on the end other end of this line and you're listening, going, "Well, I haven't had results yet, or I, um, you know, it's taking a long, long time, or I'm still building, or I'm still, you know, whatever it is," you're don't ever um, compare your success or your time frame or your you know journey to anybody else. Um, I think when your success will come to you when you're ready to to receive it and. So, will all of the questions that you have, they'll be answered. So, yeah, trust the process. Um, take a deep breath, take it all in, and um, reach out to your mentor. If you don't have one, find one. Find a find a friend in the business. Find somebody that you can bounce <clears throat> ideas off of. Um, <clears throat> I have, obviously, in the beginning, Sarah was my one of my biggest mentors and one of my biggest friends and she helped me every single step and so I've turned around and done the same thing to the people that I mentor and my team and they've found friendships in each other and you know, in the beginning I found a friendship in Tara Hall and, and we work together and so definitely just finding a buddy to kind of go through this with and um, ask questions to is another big helpful thing.
0: That's great. Um, I, I'm going to make a personal statement here, and uh, and that is that I've had the chance to to coach several of your uh, of your new members, mm-hmm. some of which have also risen to uh, some very interesting uh, results rather quickly. Most notably, yep. Yep. Jen Wieman, who right. we had mm-hmm. on here a couple of weeks ago. So this is Jen Weiman's sponsor, everybody. Right. So mm-hmm. there's that. Right and uh so there's a couple of messages we can get out uh, fr- from this and one is that uh you know like attracts like uh the second message is that as you are uh fully committed it seems to your business, so are the people mm-hmm. that you bring i know I, I got to uh to work with a girl named Holly very nice lady
2: mm-hmm.
0: and uh mm-hmm. let's see here lots lots of uh who else comes to mind here uh, Kitty recently and, uh, yeah. uh, Amanda and yeah. Another girl, Sarah. So, so you attract some, some nice people, right? And that's obviously right. cause mm-hmm. you're like a nice person. Is there any, um, any method which may or may not apply to me or to anybody else, right? Or maybe you like to do, uh, like, like Jen does her, uh, your Facebook stuff, right? Ah, I don't like Facebook. Yeah. Okay, great. Just something else. <laughs> but
1: what do you do? Yeah, I do a lot of social media, but I very much, um, I'm I'm myself, you know, I'm very, um, although I, I I don't know, I just think I conduct myself in a way in social media that lets people know that they can talk to me, that they can reach out to me, that they um, feel like they know me, Um, but I'm also on social media not afraid to put myself out there. Um And that's kind of another you know, I once had somebody ask me, well, because I do I like to do videos on Facebook, I talk about what I'm doing online, I talk about what it's done for my family, and I will record myself, um, so people can see my face and so they can hear my passion and my heart on, on what it's done for me and um And I've had somebody say, well, do I have to do videos like that? And I always say, well, no, you don't have to do anything, but do you want success? (laughs)
2: Because
1: if you want to be successful, you'll do what it takes. And that's another sort of do or die thing. For me, you know, getting in front of a video, that's not the most comfortable thing in the world. Um, Talking on the phone even right now, my heart was beating out of my chest when I got on the phone. And um, so you do things that are just – that put you out of your comfort zone because you have to, and that's just what it takes. So um, that kind of comes back to that do or die thing. And so for me, I I put myself out there on social media. I talk to people on the phone. I message with people constantly on social media, not just about working online, but just life in general, whether they know me or not. A lot of people feel very comfortable with just reaching out to me just to chit-chat Um, So it's a lot of friendship building and relationship building and um, just being myself as much as
0: possible. Right. Good stuff. Well, these are all great tips. So thank you so much, Amanda. Um, I think we're going to open it up for for, uh, Q&A and audience participation for those who join us live on these broadcasts. Uh, So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to set that up right now. Here we go. All right, cool. So uh, we do have an open uh, line now if anyone would like to come out and talk with Amanda. Uh, now is a great opportunity to do that before we get together live in San Diego. And so uh looks like we do have our first our first contestant. Here we go. Hold on. Here we go. All right. So, David, you're live on the air. Where are you from? I'm from Wenatchee, Washington. All right. Very good. Go forward, David. So I am just in the starting phases of this. I'm a rise climber, and uh, you know I, see, I hear all these great, uh, these great stories of uh, you know start starting up. And the biggest question I have is, what's some of your best tips for starting up? Because once you have that kind of uh, connection with people and that you can start living the life that you want to, a lot of people gravitate towards you. But to start off, when you're just sitting at
3: home working 70 hours a week, how do you kind of Any tips to how to get started in the most effective way possible?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I get this question a lot with our team. They'll, They'll say things, you know, I don't have my own results to share, or I don't travel, or I don't already have the lifestyle I want. And I say, take your audience on that journey with you. You know, if you get on a live video and you talk about what your dreams are and what your ultimate goals are, your long-term goals, and why you've decided to take this plunge of working online and and what it's going to do for you, people will resonate with that a lot more than you already being somewhere. I started with zero dollars online. I started with zero experience um, I had no clue what I was doing as far as affiliate marketing is concerned. I sucked at network marketing and MLMs and all of those things, and um, and so I'm definitely not a social media guru. Six months ago, I tried to stay off of it as much as possible, and so that's what I mean by being real. Is I've taken people on this journey with me, so they've got to see my success grow, and the more they watch my, you know, watch my. Income grow. The more they watch my um, sort of social media platform platform grow, the more they want to be a part of it. So I would say just take people with you on the journey and and let them know what you're doing and just talk to them. And um, I I, I'll go back to again to a video. You know, just put it out there and just talk about talk about your dreams and your goals. People love to hear what other people have going on, and you'll probably resonate with some people who have the exact same dreams and goals that you have. Um, so why not share it with them?
3: Thank you. Yep.
0: Good <laughs> Hope stuff. That helps. And Amanda, you know what else I did notice? Uh, great question, David. Um, by the way, the lines are open. If you'd like to uh, to raise your hand, click the button on your app or click star six on your phone or Skype if you're dialed in with a uh, phone. And uh, what I noticed, Amanda, is that um, this whole like attracts like thing and uh, that you've got the, um, the the personality, I think, that that is conducive to uh, attracting and, and, and what I could see is other ladies. I don't know that I've coached any any men that you've uh, yeah
1: mostly female yeah
0: (laughs) whereas other people may may uh, attract Mm -hmm. almost all men right so that's just uh, Mm -hmm. different uh, different styles and whatever Uh, but certainly you're attracting some powerful ladies uh, with however you're doing it so that's that's awesome it's working and um, yeah whatever the platform is so in your case you're talking about Facebook so Good mm-hmm. stuff there. Um, I'm not seeing any other hands raised right now. I, we still have David on the line, but anybody else want to raise your hand? I'll go to our next caller. Otherwise, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this call. So, going once and going twice, and we are up. Here we go. Our next caller, Jagdish, you're live on the air. Hey, John, can you hear me?
3: I can. Hi, Amanda, how are you?
1: I'm great. How are you?
3: good good first of all i have to say thank you so much for sharing your story um these are the exact things that you know everybody needs to hear so um my question is um so on social media what has been your experience uh, as far as uh, the platform of choice that has uh, attracted uh, the the right audience for you
1: Um, say that one more time. Sorry.
3: So uh, on the work that you do on social media, is there mm-hmm. one platform that has worked better than the others as far as attracting the right audience?
1: Okay. Well, I I worked very well off of Facebook um, since I began. Um, but I'm just comfortable on Facebook. I think you just have to... You have to use the social media platform that you're most comfortable with because you're going to know how to how to utilize that platform um, and that software the best. Um, I'm very comfortable on Facebook. I I like the functions that it allows. I like being able to post large, you know, longer videos. Um, I like utilizing Facebook groups um, for more, you know, interaction um one-on-one interaction so for me facebook has been has been the best platform
3: got it uh and are you doing uh, both paid as well as uh, free uh, posts on facebook or is it one or the other
1: i i work off of my personal um news feed and just um i actually send friend requests daily i don't do any cold messaging or anything like that but i'm constantly um, adding new friends to my Facebook page every single day, people of like-minded interest. Um, and I find them in various groups of interests that I, you know, things that I enjoy. Um, and so I'm attracting those like-minded people because I'm I'm requesting them to be a part of my social media experience um, and inviting them in. Um, So I would say my personal Facebook page has been a really, really great resource for me um, as well as my Facebook group.
3: Thank you so much. Good stuff.
0: Thank you, Jagdish. And that kind of answers a question that I'm seeing in the chat roll here from, uh, from Chelsea. She asks, if you don't have a big social media following, how do you have such success? And and there it is. You're you're growing that following, right? You're out there doing friend requests. Right. You're you're actually
1: mm-hmm.
0: doing something with it, you know?
1: Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Yeah. Good good stuff. All right. Thanks again, Jack Dish. We're gonna go to our next caller. We got a a queue of callers here now. So uh, here we go uh, to Eric. Eric, you're live on the air. Thank you. Uh, good evening, uh, Amanda. Thank you for your story. Um, Hi. I appreciate Eric. it. It's it's very encouraging. I wanted to ask you, on top of the social media component that you started off with, I heard you very succinctly mention that you started um, with zero money, and uh, virtually. And uh, when you started seeing the migration from Facebook, did you broaden your uh, avenues to attract other leads from that point? I mean, was there a stepping up from Facebook, or did you kind of remain there?
1: Um, Facebook and Instagram. So I use both sort of simultaneously. In fact, the content that I create, um, I kind of use across both social media platforms. And so I will, you know, create content within, content within Instagram, meaning a post or something for that day. And I will also go over and post that same exact content in Facebook. So I kind of utilize them both the same, but my videos and the very personal experience I create happens over in
0: Facebook.
3: Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you,
2: John, as well.
0: Oh, thank you, Eric. Thanks for uh, stepping forward and being a part of our show tonight. And we are going to go to our next caller, which is Lynn. Hey, Lynn, you're live on the air.
3: Hi. I really appreciate the uh, good... Hey, Lynn, speak
0: up. We can hardly hear you, buddy.
3: Oh, I see. And uh, is
0: that how, Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, we're having a hard time hearing Lynn. Are you hearing Lynn okay, Amanda? He's a little muffled. Okay, well, we'll be really quiet and we'll see if we can hear Lynn. So go ahead and scream and yell, okay. Lynn.
3: Okay, sorry about that. I've seen the of just and I've one up. They're doing goes crazy stuff.
0: It sounds like maybe you're really far away from the microphone or something.
3: Yeah, well, I'm almost eating it. Uh, okay. Unless it's are picking me up from the cam mic, which is over here, I'll see you. sounds you this one? No? No. no. Yeah. Okay, anyway, I was just
0: uh, really glad to hear the, uh,
3: the positive uh, results there from Amanda. And I like the way she said, uh, we're just going to do it, and we did it. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. you got to decide where you're going, and if you don't know where you're going, you're probably going to get nowhere. And if you know where you're going, you're probably going to get there. And uh, yep. I'm uh, getting into the... Uh, Uh, video stuff here just this week, so I expect to see some things happening. I think I got all the knowledge I need now. I just got to go get it.
0: (laughs) Awesome stuff. Well, yeah, that decisiveness is what we were talking about, what Amanda was talking about. And uh, and without that, boy, you get to spend a lot of time just kind of trying to figure out where you're going. (laughs) Not really getting
1: there. Yeah, if you guys, if you all have not read the book... um, It's called the five second rule. It is a should be on your list because the five second rule teaches you about um not letting your sort of subconscious talk you out of stuff um and if you it says if you count down from five five four three two one and then make a decision right when you get to one you don't give yourself you don't give your brain enough time to talk you in or out of something um and it's just a great way to get things done so if you haven't read that book you should go find it listen to it or read it
0: (laughs) all right good stuff thanks again lynn and lynn uh, you can check your Microphone settings in your uh, free conference call app. So now it's now we're actually getting an echo on your line. So something weird's going on with your microphone settings. But anyway, thanks for jumping out, buddy, and uh, we will hopefully hear more from you next time. So we'll go to our next caller, uh, which is in the 484 area code. I don't know your name. Who are we speaking with?
2: Hi, this is Nikita. I'm from Philadelphia.
0: Was that uh, Nikita? Marquita, Marquita, welcome, Marquita. You're live on the air.
2: Um, I guess I wanted to ask a question. I'm a new beginner, and I just wanted to. Do the, I, did you have any tips to um avoid any downfall and remain focus and not get distracted in this business? What are you distracted with? Like I'm 26. I'm not. It'd it, it be a lot going on. And I'm trying okay. to remain focused and not get distracted with anything in my argument.
1: Mhm. So, like, getting through your trainings and things like yeah. that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that
1: comes down to why do you want this? You know what are you What are you doing this for? What are your goals with this? And um, if your goals aren't big enough to propel you forward, then you need to make bigger goals, and you need to write it down and um, Lately, I've been telling people to write themselves a story of their perfect day. So if you would just, like, sit down and envision what your perfect day looks like, you know, maybe it's a Tuesday, maybe you're hanging out at the beach with your family Mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever it is, um, and dream really, really, really big, hopefully that will be enough to propel you forward and make you go, I want that. That is what I want, and that should, you know, for me, I I have so many goals and so many dreams of what I want my life to look at look like. I don't feel like I'm ever done dreaming or ever done working hard for it. Um, so I don't allow myself to get distracted because I know what I want the end result to be. Um, those, those goals are big enough for me to let go of any other distractions like television or hanging out with friends or whatever it is that, you know, is distracting you. Um, right. I know that I have, have a vision and a goal of what I want my life to be like, and nothing can rock that because it's so big that um, you feel that, you know, passion and fire within you to, to keep pushing forward. Right.
2: Thank you. I really appreciate it, and I needed it. Yep. Thank you so much. You're welcome.
0: Very good. Thank you, Marquita. Glad you're here. And we're going to go to our final caller, for tonight and that is Kevin. Kevin you're live on the air.
3: Hey, what's going on? Can you guys hear me? Yep. Hey, Found what's going on, John? Uh how you doing, Amanda? Uh I'm a new uh sign up myself and uh, my question was um me I'm not too big on the social media, but uh I think I'll have to lean towards I keep hearing about the traffic. We're going to have to
0: uh be able to gain traffic. So my question is, me not being so big into the social
3: media, I probably have to go down the route of uh, paid traffic. So what's, like, an initial investment you think I would have to make for paid traffic to uh, start seeing some sales?
1: I mean, I think that just goes down to your ultimate goals, your income goals, and um, if you haven't gotten connected, if you have not been connected with a traffic coach, um, do that and definitely connect with your coaches as well. They will be the best person to point you in the right direction for that. Um, and you know, there's so many different techniques to this business. Um, that's why that's why it's so amazing. There's so many different ways to earn an income with it. So utilize all those different ways until you find the one that works best for you and if traffic is the best way for you to that works for you then absolutely by all means go for it but ask the experts <laughs> which I am definitely not. So I would for sure connect with your coach and connect with a traffic coach um to put you in the right direction for that.
3: All right. Sounds good.
0: Hey Kevin are you through all eighteen steps?
3: Not yet. I just got done with uh, fourteen a day.
0: Oh, okay, so you've got uh you've got a little bit to go here. So yeah. I can tell you that that traffic is a wild variable and okay. we do have a bit of a mantra here in uh in DA, you know, and that's get at least 500 clicks per week, uh yeah. communicate with your your leads and your customers and teach your team to do the same. So those three sort of a three-step uh thing here. Um <coughs> however, all of that you will engage once you're through the 18 steps. So you're don't worry. More more training is coming. In fact, you'll be swimming in marketing training <laughs> once you do the 18 steps. Okay. All right. Yeah. So Microsoft. you will definitely not have any any lack of. I mean, you'll know how to get so many damn leads. It'll be ridiculous. Okay. And then the wow. question is, all right, conversions. What can I do to increase conversions? Right. So traffic and conversions are two chronic subjects that come up, and and both of them are are subjective, especially the the traffic thing because we're dealing with the marketplace, which has 7 billion variables in it, literally 7 billion. They're called people, right? So, so think about that, man. There's no like one magic, you know, formula for that. Um, right. and if you're going to go the paid traffic route, what's a good budget? Well, mm-hmm. at first, and I'm just going to get, I'm not going to step on your coach's toes. Okay. So your coach is going to, you know, uh, walk you through a business plan and all this. But uh, but I will tell you as a uh, as a rule of thumb when we get into uh, paid advertising there's a few considerations and uh, one of them is that if you are new that you're going to have to budget okay based on the desire to lose money slowly because certainly as soon as you put in one ad and you haven't made money yet well you just lost money right so you got to lose money slowly that's why we have a budget now once you can scale. Well mm-hmm. then there's no more budget, right? Then we just throw money at it. If you could put in a dollar and get out two dollars, we don't need a budget anymore, right? We just need right. wheelbarrows full of money. So mm-hmm. uh, so part of being able to scale is what you're gonna be learning as you go through these higher level steps. Okay. okay. And I'll just give you one example. Darren Salkeld. Okay. Darren and Rhonda, they're doing about fifty thousand a week in ad spend. Okay? And okay. then other people like uh, like Amanda might do none. Uh, so there's your range. So somewhere between zero and fifty thousand dollars a week. So there's the right. range. Is that a good answer? I don't know. <laughs> hey,
3: you know some numerical values. So I appreciate that.
0: It's, yeah, I mean it's an answer, but what does that mean to you? Right now it doesn't mean anything. So so get through the rest of your steps and and you'll see more more shall be revealed, my friend.
2: All right. Thank you guys.
0: All right, brother. Thanks for being here. With that, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up Q and A. And Amanda, wow, what a great uh, Black Diamond call. This is cool. Thank you. That
1: was fun. Thank you. Yeah.
0: So you're done being nervous now? We're all set? We're good? We yeah. got through it? We survived? Yeah, we're all set.
1: I did survive. Woohoo! <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so great. You guys who are here with us live, give Amanda some love in the chat roll and uh, also on our Digital Altitude Facebook group where you can find Amanda. And, uh, and I believe your husband's in that group as well. Yeah? Your husband?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yep.
0: Okay, great. Yep. So the main digital altitude Facebook group, Jagdish, is saying you are awesome. All right, very good.
2: Thank so, guys, we're going to go so ahead. Thank
0: you so much. Oh, my, my pleasure. Uh, we are going to wrap up with that. And, uh, of course, join us back here on uh, our wake up call tomorrow morning. And we're going to go ahead and get this uh, podcast posted. Amanda, thanks again for all you do and for bringing such awesome ladies to the table. This has been... Of course. Yeah. Whenever I see that Amanda's got somebody for me to coach, I'm like, yay!
1: Yay! I know. (laughs) They're all so wonderful. I love them all.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff. All right, guys. Make it a great night. We'll see you all tomorrow morning. Bye for now.